Yeah. So, here we are in Christmas week. Anything. Yeah, anything. <laughs> Believe me, he will do anything. <laughs> Did you see him? He almost started to do something, but he stopped. He's learning if he doesn't react to what I do. <laughs> it only gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, this evening we're going to start with meditation and we'll share a little bit and also we're going to do a communion. And uh, sometime, uh, Laura, if you could get some pads and pens together, you know, for the communion part. Pads of paper? Yeah. Pads of paper and pens. <laughs> okay. So, I guess we'll begin. All right. So, can you guys hear me Okay. I get, okay, there we go. I can't hear myself as much sometimes on the speaker. So so we'll go ahead and call in the light and do our guided meditation. And um, let's just go ahead and do that. And I'll let you experience this evening since it's your first time. So I hope you enjoy. Welcome. So let's just go ahead and close your eyes if you wish. Just move your body into a comfortable position. The idea here is just to let your body relax so it's not a distraction from the inner focus. So just now, you continue to let your body relax. Just begin to bring your attention and your focus to the spiritualized center, the place that resides above the eyebrows in the center of the head. So as you begin to focus in this area, just now let that spiritual eye open and let that door to spirit open wide to let the light, the love, and the sound into your consciousness so that you may awaken and become aware spiritually and multidimensionally. Now just let your spiritual knowing, feeling, hearing, and seeing awaken to perceive the movement of spirit as it is present at this time. Just continue letting go, letting go of all distractions or disturbances that may pull your focus away from this loving light. Allow this light to bring the quality of peace and let this quality of peace just wash through you, bringing everything into balance and harmony. And if it helps, just take in a nice deep breath and as you exhale, just let go, relax, and let God. And so, Lord God, just now, 
we do invite your divine presence to be here with us now, to dwell within the inner kingdom, the place where we and you unite, that we may become one in consciousness, that your divine light of loving may move in us and through us, bringing peace and joy, loving and compassion to all levels of our own consciousness within. And as we open to receive, that we may become divine channels of your joy and peace and loving for others. And we ask that your blessings just fill us to overflowing so that we may come into our own divine awareness of the soul, the truth, that light that we are. And all your blessings and for all that you give, we are open to receive, ever grateful, ever loving. And for all this, we say thank you. And so it is. So we're going to go ahead and chant the Anahu a few times. So just take in a deep breath, and on the exhale, we'll go ahead and begin. So now, just continue chanting the Anahu within, allowing your consciousness to simply ride upon this divine frequency, this harmony of loving. Continuing to focus to the spiritualized center, allowing your consciousness to awaken, to enliven and become aware of this divine movement of light and sound.
Continue chanting and focusing on your inner light, allowing this light of loving to continue lifting you, lifting you up towards the very source, allowing yourself to simply float and fly free of the physical consciousness, returning inward to the realms of spirit, back into the loving essence, back into the loving source from which you've come. Just allow this light and allow the sound as you continue chanting the Anahu to lift you, to love you, to bring you back into the peace and the oneness that is truly the divine, the spirit of who we all are. You continue to lift into this oneness and spirit. Just now within yourself, invite the Lord to bring to you a divine presence. That at this time of Christmas, you are open to receive the divine gift of spirit as God wishes to give it to you at this time. All you have to do is open and be willing to receive to allow God to give this divine gift of this divine present. So just now within yourself, however you wish to do that, invite God and let God know within your own consciousness to ask so that you may receive, that this divine gift may be placed with you at this time, that truly the divine presence of the Lord may be given and dwell within you so that you may walk with this throughout the Christmas holy days. So now, just within yourself, ask and allow yourself to receive that which is here for you now.
minds who let this gift of spirit be anchored within your consciousness. And if you've not allowed yourself to receive, just simply within your consciousness just now, open and invite God to now give this divine gift so that you may receive. Just allow this to take place in whatever way works for you within yourself, in whatever way you want to do this, in whatever way you can open and receive, and allow all your inner senses to be aware and to be present as this gift and this blessing is placed with you. So once you've received this gift, however you wish, just thank God for what has been given and all and anything in your life that you wish to express your gratitude for with God inside. Just do so now. So now, just as God has given to you, now it is your turn to give to God. So just take a moment within yourself to look to see what is it you would love to give to God? What is it deep within your heart that you want to give to God? And as you find this gift within you, whenever you're ready and however you wish, go ahead and share this gift. Present this gift with loving, knowing that God receives unconditionally and fully, is willing to receive your loving and however you wish to give it. So do that now. And as you finish sharing this gift with God, 
just as you as you have shared your gratitude with God. Now open and receive and allow God to share God's gratitude with you. So simply listen, open and receive of God's gratitude for the gift that you have given to God. So now, in this place of giving and receiving, allow the giving and the receiving, the movement and the flow of that loving spirit. As it is given, it is received, and as it is received, it is given. Allow this flow now to become one within you, that the giving and the receiving become one, in which you and God are united in this oneness, in this giving, this receiving that you become one in consciousness, one in loving, one in this divine flow of spirit as it moves in you and through you in its fullness and its completeness, allowing all barriers, distractions, disturbances to simply melt away and to become one within this divine movement and flow of loving. So just now, Allow this oneness to take place within you, continuing to expand, to experience, to know and be. Allow this to all take place here and now. And in this place of beingness, of experience, and of peace, just now allow, allow all that has taken place to come to a fullness, to come to a quiet, that all is one, all is at peace. So at this time, simply be, be peace, be still, and know that you are one with God. As you're ready, you can begin to open your eyes and become present 
here physically while maintaining your awareness spiritually. Just allow that peace and that loving to become anchored within you in the quiet, the stillness, and the fullness as you open your eyes and become present here and now. wasn't ready to come back. Ooh. You want to go back in? Yeah, please. <laughs> so Should we call that the meditation of the divine presence? I would. You I are know. searching the world for treasure, but the real treasure is yourself. If you are tempted by bread, you will only find bread. What you seek for, you become. I will never leave this house of light. I will never leave this blessed town. For here I found my love, and here I stay for the rest of my life. If this world turns into a sea of trouble, I will brave the waves of steer and steer my mind's ship to a safe shore of love. If you are a seeker looking for profit, go on and may God be with you. But I am not willing to exchange my truth. I have found the heart and will never leave this house of light. That's by Rumi. One thing to share, um, we've, we, Bill remastered the Path of Neutrality and it's on CD now. There's some in the back on the table on the bookshelf. So please help yourself. It's remastered. It's really very well done. And this one and what separates us from our loving, I think, are two really fundamentals if uh, you really want to understand a lot about the path of sound and light and the inner pathway. So it's all available. We've, Bill's been working really hard at getting that one reworked. And a lot of the old, old tapes from years ago before Bill was with us and involved um, they needed a lot of work, and so he's working on them slowly, each on each one, trying to get every one of them done, reworked. So we're going to be putting more and more of the old ones out, as well as a lot of the new ones. All right. Yes, Laura? What? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Why don't you come up front? Man? Yeah. Okay. There's been a couple of flyers in the front of the room for a couple of weeks, so I just wanted to bring them to your attention that um, two programs I'm going to be doing, both starting in January. One is The Peacemaker. I haven't done it here in Austin in a long, long time, probably two or three years, I think. So that's January 14th, 15th, and 16th, and we'll do it in this room. Um, and the, the times and, and um, for each day are on here. So if you haven't done it and would like to do it, then this is an opportunity. And, and if you've done it and would like to do it again, it's, it's a great experience to do it twice. 
And um, the other one is the 365 days of living consciously. We just finished our first year this past Sunday, and it's been a great year. So the dates are at the top. They're um, usually the third Sunday of every month, but not, not always. So the dates are at the top. So come and join us for that, too. We only meet two hours every month on a Sunday. And so it's very short. You're in and out, and lots of things happen. And it's a great way to keep in um, touch with spirit and with being conscious for, your, uh, for the month. So come join us. Is that where you put a sun on there because it's on Sunday? <laughs> My humor's not getting any laughs. I was trying to come back with something. I don't know. It's like fiery sun, you know. It's like burn, baby. It needs to be. It needs to be funny to be. <laughs> I I just wanted to share something before Jim begins. Were any of you aware during the meditation? Of I would I call it the holy nam. It's like a mana. It, it can almost seem like stardust in a way that filters and it just kind of falls so gently from spirit as it comes down. I don't know if anybody is aware of that, but during the meditation, I felt and saw that taking place where that the, that that divine essence of spirit as is the nam. Is it just kind of it? I don't know if you ever witnessed, like, if you can think of glittery stardust and you see it just kind of glitter and kind of fall so gently and softly, it, it has such a wonderful feeling with it. It was just a really neat experience. I just wanted to share it with you in case you're aware of that in any way. And sometimes it's neat to hear that in case you might have sensed something and wondered what it was that was going on. I haven't seen that in a while. It's been years since I've actually experienced it on, on the inner levels. And, it was nice during the meditation. It, it was a nice surprise, at least for me. I don't know if you experienced it or not, but I, I just thought I'd share that because it was a really nice experience. I really enjoyed it. So. That's great. Well, let's see what's present. Hmm. Well, it's been interesting the last few days for me um, Christmas has always been a real joyful time for me. I love the process of decorating the house, bringing in a tree and decorating it. And, and decorating, I used to be the one that always put up the lights and the decorations on the outside of the house as well, as soon as I was old enough to climb a ladder and, and start doing all that. And so I'm sure if you've been to the house, you know that I like to celebrate Christmas, like to decorate for Christmas. I like to buy presents and wrap them and all of that. And so um, I was looking at that uh, for the last few days, especially as I go into meditation. Where is that coming from inside of me? Because there's a great joy and a great enthusiasm about all that. And, and I'm looking at that going, why is that? Where does that come from? How did that get started? And I realized something a couple of days ago when I was meditating that the Christmas holiday and all that process of the decoration of the interior of the home, of the exterior of the home, of buying gifts, wrapping them, giving them, celebrating and just participating in the joy of Christmas with others is very much like my daily meditation. It, it reminds me so much of my inner process every day. And I realize that for me, Christmas is an opportunity 
to really exteriorize a lot of my inner meditation practice and bring it out into the world and and manifest it more in a physical way uh, because the world gives me that space to do it. Uh, you know, if you... We don't decorate for Easter. We don't decorate for, for all these different things the way we do for Christmas. We, we don't celebrate them in quite the same way. And so uh, Christmas really gives me this, the, the opportunity to, to really manifest this, this inner process that I go through daily and, and to live it and to share it out into the outer world uh, in a way that I, I, I really enjoy. And so it was really interesting to look at that. And then I began to look and see... Well, what is that about the inner process that seems to be similar to my outer process or that the outer process is a reflection of my inner practice of meditation? And so I began to look at it over the last few days when I would sit down and begin my meditation practice. And the first thing I, I find that I do, and a lot of times I just do this so routinely now that I just do it without giving it a lot of conscious thought. So it was, it was interesting to to sit there and really consciously pay attention to everything I do as I begin to close my eyes and go into my meditation. And so as I was doing that, I, I began to be aware that I close my eyes and I begin inside to just open myself up, to be vulnerable to the movement of spirit. And one way I do that is in calling the light and asking for God's loving to come forward. And I just say, I open and I'm vulnerable to your presence. And I ask you to come in, and, and I go through this whole process of just allowing the light of God to come into this house, this, this presence, this temple. And then as the light begins to fill me, I begin to see inside the radiant beauty of the divine spirit inside, coming more present in the movement of the divine spirit that's coming in from, from God directly. And... I, it reminds me of creating that space in my home where I decorate it, where I bring the lights out and decorate the tree and decorate the house and bring the candles out and do all this to, in a sense, create the space for God to come present and to, to create for me something that, that reminds me of that presence of the divine. And... So as I began to go more and more into my meditation and paying attention to it, I realized that one of the first things I do after calling the light is I give my love to God. I just start giving my love to God and offering it up. And anything that is in the way of myself and God, I give that up too. I give it up in loving and I give it up in the loving. And just keep giving things up to God. And I realized that that process of giving to God in that way is reflected in the world by where I love to give gifts. I love to, to give the presents, wrap them, and give them away to people. And it's, it's really the giving of love. It's not giving of things. It's my way of, of demonstrating or giving or moving the loving in a very physical way and, and having you be able to receive that or whoever receives a gift to receive that gift of loving. It may look like something physical, candy or a, a candle or whatever, but it is really the loving that is there, that is, is what I'm moving. And I realize that as I'm giving to God love in my meditation, I'm also giving to the God and the person a gift of loving. 
And the consciousness in the physical world often will receive that gift of loving easier if they're distracted by something physical that they can look at and go, oh, well, that's so nice, thank you. And oftentimes we can relate to that and receive it and take it in. And then it's nice because then later on when we look at it, maybe six months later we go, oh, yeah, that's right, that was such a nice action. That really felt good when I received that. Well, underneath all that, behind all that, is really the movement of loving. It isn't really the item, it's the loving that was present in that. And I realized that it is a nice action in the world, this whole process. And as above, so below. There's always the inner and the outer process that does take place. And to me, I'm beginning to see how much the outer actions that I've been doing all these Christmases are really a reflection of my inner process of meditation and, and being present with God. So as I looked at that further and further, I realized that another part of that is coming together with my, my family. It was always at Christmas that my brother and his wife and kids would come over, especially when they lived in Texas, and we would celebrate Christmas in a way and celebrate family in a way we didn't normally celebrate. Uh, oftentimes my parents were busy, my brother was off traveling, doing his sales, and his wife was busy, and the kids were just growing up. and So we never really got to see each other that much, but Christmas was the one time where we all got together to, to be together and to share together and participate. And I realized that that really is a, an outer reflection of this inner communion that I really enjoy participating with in meditation every day, of communing with God, of being one in the spiritual family, of first giving to God my loving and opening up and receiving God's love, receiving the blessing of, of God's light and sound and love that God also wants to give to me. And that in that process of the giving and the receiving, I then begin to wake up to my spiritual family inside, teachers, angels, different, different forms of manifestation of God's grace, the action of the Holy Spirit, the action of the sound, the movement of the light, the release of certain karmas that might be released, and the blessings being anchored in those places that have been cleared. And being at one more with the family of spirit and its movement, just as coming together with my physical family at Christmas and and participating with them and hear them maybe, you know, once a year say, I love you or I care about you or ask how are you doing or really have a conversation with, with somebody where you don't normally do that. And I realized that in my meditation that's something that I do not every day because I, I wish it was true that we could all sit down in meditation and every day we would open up and God would be present and we would be present with God and it's just wonderful and we get up and we're just floating for the rest of the day. But that's not quite how it works. But I have that enough happen for me that it, it truly is an alive process. And I really enjoy that, that process. And Christmas to me is such a reminder of that inner dynamic, that inner flow of God's love and my love with God. And so it's been a lot of fun to, to look over these last few days because I was looking around the house and I was going, gosh, I've always enjoyed, I mean, I, I'm almost not 
willing to wait for Thanksgiving to come and be done before I'm trying to put everything up because I just enjoy this process so much. And for me, it's effortless. I, I don't feel the pain of it. I don't feel the struggle or the effort of it at all. And, and I was just wondering about that this year more than ever before about, well, why is that? And so you might begin to look at your own life, your own meditation, your own celebration of this holiday, and see what it is for you. And if it isn't that joyful experience, if it isn't something that brings you into the loving and into the enthusiasm of this holiday, then go inside and connect into that place of loving, loving God, sharing with God that loving, and allowing God's love in, and allow your own being to be filled more and more over this next year with loving, with joy, with the peace that is God's presence. And see if, as we come closer to the next uh, Christmas in 2005, if you don't yourself find yourself more vibrant with the spirit of Christmas, with the spirit of the divine birth. Because that's what meditation is all about. It's about the celebration of the divine birth within us. What did Jesus say? But if you are going to enter into the kingdom of heaven, you must be born again of the Spirit. And that's the truth. You can't enter into the kingdom of heaven in this body. There's no way that you can take this body and enter into the kingdom of heaven in it. But you can enter into the kingdom of heaven in this body of Spirit. And so... It is about being born again in the Spirit that, for me, Christmas is all about and is, is a real demonstration of that birth. And that each of us have our birthing point where we can be born into the Spirit and begin to live more in the Spirit and utilize the physical for experience an opportunity of sharing what we experience in that birth and the life as we grow into the spirit. But no longer is the physical the, the main focus. Once you're born in the spirit, you begin to truly live more a spiritual presence, a spiritual life. And it is in that meditation process, that practice of meditation each day, of going inside and connecting back to that place where that birth takes place and allowing that birth to take place inside of you that you begin to experience the divine that you are. Now, when Jesus said you must be born again of the Spirit, he wasn't saying that right now you are not a spiritual being. But he was saying that you have to wake up into the knowing of yourself as divine, to wake up, to be born into the spirit again. Because the spirit, the soul of us, for a long time has been caught up in this downward and outward focus into the world. And we have lost sight of where the soul, ourself, really came from. We have forgotten who we are. We are divine. We are spirit. We are children of God. We have forgotten where we came from. And we do not know how to get back where we came from because we forgot where we even came from. So how do we know how to get back there? 
How do we know that there's even a place to get back to? So Jesus said that we have to be born again in the Spirit. A second birth. And to me, that's waking up and realizing that we are divine. We are soul first. We are spirit first. Not this body, but spirit. And the way that we wake up is to go inside. To go inside each day. To sit quietly. To become peaceful and still. And to hear that still small voice of God inside. That sound current. That call of God through the Holy Spirit that is ever calling us to come back home. But because we're so distracted by the world and all the sensual and physical and material things out here, we really don't hear it. It's ever present. It's ever calling. But we don't hear it because we are ever listening to the outer sounds, not the inner. But if we will sit quietly and be still and begin to listen inside, we can begin to hear that still small voice within, that Holy Spirit, that sound current that is calling us home, calling us awake. And we can be born again in the Spirit. And in that birth is a very sacred moment, a very sacred time, a very sacred awakening. And if we look at the life of Jesus, we begin to see that His outer life was really an outer reflection of our inner process. Just as I began to realize that my outer process of Christmas celebration and the decoration and the gifts and the food and all of that is really just a reflection of my inner process that I do every day. So Jesus lived this outer life demonstrating to us what the inner really is all about. And so here we have his birth into the Spirit. He was born again of the Spirit, if you will. And where was he born? He was born in a cave. His parents left their home and went to Nazareth, rather from Nazareth to Bethlehem. And it's at that place that Jesus was born. But he was born in a cave with animals around him, and he was laid in the manger. Well, for eons of time in mystical tradition on the inner pathway, the cave is about the inner region, about going within and meditation. A cave is in the mountain, and this is the mountain. And we must go into the cave in order to experience the birth of the Christ, of that divine part of our being that Jesus represented to us. And so each of us must sit down and go into the cave. And where the cave resides is here at the seat of the soul, the third eye, the spiritual eye. If thy eye be single and open, your body should be filled with light. And so the first process is to go into the kingdom, go into the cave, go inside, and there begin to wake up to that inner light, that divine presence within you. And as you do, you will find that you give birth to yourself by waking up to your own divine presence. And you begin to experience that second birth.
the divine in you begins to wake up. The divine in you begins to realize its true essence. No longer is it distracted by the mind and the elements of the world below it, but rather it begins to recognize something about itself separate from the mind, separate from the physical creation, and it realizes that it is separate. It isn't one with this creation. And it begins to hear that call. It begins to feel the pull of that divine love that is calling the soul home. And it begins over time in meditation each day to begin to look to see well, where is that tug coming from? Where is that call coming from? And as it begins to look, it begins to see that divine light. The divine light. Not the light of the world, but the divine light that is there in the cave. Just as at the time of the physical birth of Jesus with the star shining into the city of Bethlehem and over the cave, so the divine light is ever shining in us, towards us, and in us. But we have to recognize that light. We must see it and know it for what it is. Not look into the light of the world, but look up and see the light of the divine, light of loving from God, and begin to follow after that light. And so oftentimes when we sit down and we begin to go into this cave, at first we see darkness. And we sit there and it's dark. And we wonder, what am I doing this for? If there's nothing here, if it's just darkness, I don't know if I'm wasting my time or not. But if we'll sit in that cave long enough, patiently, lovingly, willingly, and hold to this place of the divine, we will begin to see the glimmer of light. It may look like just a flashing spark. It may be many different flashes, and then it's dark again. But the more that we hold to it, the more we begin to see the light of the divine coming present in our awareness. Now, it's coming present in our awareness. It's always been there. But we haven't noticed it. We haven't paid attention to it. We haven't given it the attention. So therefore, it has been, in a sense, unconscious in our awareness. But now it's becoming conscious. And the more we begin to sit down each day and go into that divine light, holding to it, looking to it, moving into it and toward it, the more we begin to wake up inside. And that's where the child of God that you are begins to wake up. And that's the birth of the consciousness. It isn't like a physical birth where you're giving birth to a child that isn't capable of taking care of itself. But rather you are giving birth to an awareness you are becoming aware of your own divinity. You are becoming aware that you are a living child of God. And you become aware of that. And all of a sudden you begin to realize that there is an essence of loving in this place inside that isn't in the world. And yet all along 
You've been looking in the world for this same loving. You've been looking for it. You've been chasing after it. You've been longing, calling, and it's never come to you. You've never been able to go to it. You've never found it. <coughs> and even when you thought you had it, it lasted two seconds and then it was gone again. And then off you go looking, well, I almost got it. I just got to try harder. But once you wake up and you realize that it's really inside of you, and you begin to really know that inside, then you realize there's no place to go. There's nothing you have to do other than to sit down, close your eyes, and go inside. Go into the inner kingdom where that divine light, that divine love, and that divine sound resides. And ever hold your focus there so that it can begin to fill you, flood you, and you can begin to live in it. And at first you may find that in an hour of meditation, in the two hours of meditation, you're in that divine presence of loving maybe five minutes, maybe ten. And it may take you two hours just to get to that five minutes of that inner experience. And then you finish your meditation, you get up and you go do the day, and the loving sort of goes with you for a few minutes, and then the phone rings, and then somebody starts calling across the house, well, come on, we've got to get going, hurry up. And you can just feel the world closing in, and all of a sudden that essence of loving that you experienced in your meditation seems to be gone. Well, where did it go? Why wouldn't it just keep on living in me? It's because you've gotten distracted once again. <clears throat> Your focus is outside now and not inside. The loving is still there. It never leaves. It's always been there. And it always will be there. But you've gotten distracted. But the more you meditate the more you wake up each day in meditation to that divine presence of love, the more you begin to realize how to hold your focus inside and carry it with you throughout the day. And eventually you find that your day is filled with loving, with joy, with peace, with gratitude, with enthusiasm. And you can live in that more and more each day as you begin to hold to that in your meditation more and more each day. <clears throat> and eventually you find that all those things that you thought were so important that you had to have in your life, that you were working so hard to get, have no more interest to you. They don't have the same charge, the same pull, the same call, the same need that they had before. And they start to drop away. And your life gets simpler and easier. Because now you have things more in order. What is one of the first commandments ever given to man? Have no other gods before me. And so all those other gods that you have put before the true God now are dropping away. Those needs in the world of relationship of money, of possessions, 
of titles, of power and authority. They no longer have the call, the need, the charge on them that they had before. And you're no longer chasing after them because you are now being filled each day in your meditation with exactly what you had been longing for all along and had been looking to all those things to bring about the satisfaction and the fulfillment. Now you're getting it in the true way. First, by being born again in the Spirit and then living in the Spirit each day. Living it. Once you're born in it, it means now live in it. Live in the Spirit. Don't just be born and go, okay, well now I'm born, okay, big deal, now I'll go do my physical life. No, once you're born in the Spirit, you are now a spiritual being living in the world. Before you might have looked at yourself as a physical being, sometimes having spiritual experiences or sometimes longing for spiritual things. But now, after you're born in the Spirit, you are a spiritual being who is utilizing the physical for experience, an opportunity to bring about fulfillment and completion of things in this world. And so, things begin to change. Your perspective on life changes. Your outlook changes. The direction by which you're going to live begins to change. And you begin to put first things first. And God is first. God is first in your meditation. You sit down, you call on the light, and you give your loving to God. And then you listen, you be patient, and you allow God's loving in. It's a giving and receiving process, just as this holiday is. <coughs> it's a giving and receiving. Now, you may give ten gifts and get three physical gifts back. And if you're not careful, you're going to look at that and go, well, God, I spent a lot more money than I got back. I don't know if this is such a good holiday. But if you gave ten gifts and you received the bounty of their loving, their joy, their gratitude in receiving the gift from you, that's what it's really all about, that giving and receiving. It's the giving of spiritual, not the physical. Though the physical could be an instrument by which to institute or inaugurate that process of the spiritual flow. And so it is in our meditation. It's give up to God, you're loving. And what happens when you give something away? You create a space for something You've given something away. Now there's this empty spot where something once was called your loving. You've given it to God, so now you're going to sit quietly and let God fill that space back up with God's loving. And that's exactly what God does. The loving comes back in. And you begin to live in that river of love. So once you're born in the Spirit, then you begin to learn how to live in the Spirit. Living in the Spirit is a wonderful dynamic. And it is really what we came here to learn. The soul came here to learn about its own divinity, its own spiritual creativity, its own action of loving that is that divine 
essence of God in you. It didn't come down here to have physical relationships, gain great wealth, have possession and power over other people, or anything else. It came here to come into the greater knowing of itself as divine. And so, as we begin to wake up to that, we begin to wake up to the simplicity that is spirit. Because it's so simple. Spirit is so simple. The soul is so simple. The soul is one thing. It's the divine, living, loving essence of the Lord. That's what the soul is. And it was created by God so that as divine, living, loving essence, God could love the essence of, of self. God's self as soul. God could love that soul and the soul could love God back. And God could then put loving creativity into action, into motion. And so we as soul was created so that God could love soul, us, and we soul could love God and be in this river of love. But what happened? We got caught up in this outer creation and we lost sight of that divine flow. We lost sight of our own divine essence that is loving. And it is up to each of us in our own time, in our own way, to be born again of the Spirit and then to begin to live that spiritual life that we are here to live. And to allow that Spirit of the Divine in us to live in us and through us as fully as possible. And the way we open that door each day and the way we allow ourselves and give ourselves permission to live that spiritual life each day is through meditation. Sitting down first as we begin the day and allowing ourselves to be in the divine flow of God's loving. To be who we really are. To do what we're really here to do first. To be that child of God and let the Father love us. And let the child that we are love the Father. And to be in that divine movement of loving. And then once we have connected to that, we can truly go out into the world and live a spiritual life throughout the whole day. <clears throat> now, there will be times when you're going to get caught up in the world, like all of a sudden you're going to find out that there's a past due bill or a check didn't clear. And now they're after you because you owe on your credit card and they're going to charge interest. And the bank's going to charge you because the check didn't clear. Well, those things are the things of the world that can pull us off of our center. Pull us away from our own divine self of knowing who we are as spirit. And get us caught back up in the world. <clears throat> and it's for us to learn through all of that how to ever hold to that divine neutrality. That place of neutrality inside of us where God resides at all times. That place of loving, that place of peace and joy that is God. And to hold to that. And when we start getting distracted away, we just go, nope, 
I'm living God first. I'm living loving first. I'm living who I truly am first. I am spiritual first. And I will take that into all that I do. And even with this overdue bill, I'm going to make it a spiritual action. I'm going to love the people that are calling me trying to collect. I'm going to love the bank for bouncing my check. I'm going to love myself for not having the money in there I thought I had. I'm going to love the money for not being there. And I'm going to love the money that's coming in to fill that empty place right now just as God <coughs> fills me when I give my loving to, to God. God fills me with loving. I'm going to see that same action of loving filling that empty place in my bank account right now. And make it a spiritual action. And you'll be surprised what can happen as you begin to allow your whole life to be spiritualized, to be spirit, and you begin to live that spiritual life that you really are here to live. First you're born in the spirit, and then you live a life of spirit. And you find as you go into this more and more, things do get more peaceful. Things do have a little more ease with it, more joy. You begin to let go of those things that distract you and call you and hurt you. You let go of the people. You let go of the things. And you find your life becoming very quiet and simple and easy. And you're grateful for it. And that's exactly what this spiritual life is all about. Is gratitude. Of ever living in gratitude being grateful to God that we are children of God, that God did create us with a purpose, with a mission. And all we have to do is wake up to it. And so that is what meditation is about, is waking up into that. One thing I have found in my own life over the years is that oftentimes things will get in the way. Things will get in the way of me remembering that I am divine first, that I am a child of God, that I am a spiritual being here living in the physical world. And it is things just so simple as a past due bill, or a flat tire, or needing to get to the grocery store, but having too many things taking place to where I can't get there in time, or whatever it might be in the day that causes me to go into a little bit of a distraction, a disturbance, and a forgetting of who I am as divine. And getting caught up in the world and getting mad at the world because it's not doing it the way I want it to do it. It's not cooperating. How dare it. It's not doing it my way. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> it sure does to me. If only the world would do it my way, I'd be really happy. Of course, the world would probably be kind of crappy, but <laughs> but that's the way it always would work down in this level because it can't be perfect. This isn't a perfect world and it never will be. But one thing I found for myself that really did help and still helps today is a physical action, a physical way of bringing myself back into alignment, back into balance, back into neutrality when I'm really really caught up in something, where I find that something has gotten between me and God. And I'm not 
allowing myself to handle it in a way that I can set it aside or I can dissolve it or I can forgive it and release it and have God first. 